0: Welcome to All In, I'm Rick Jordan. Today, I'm the CEO of a large technology company, but in 2007, I lost it all. And now I'm here to share the lessons I've learned and the strategies my guests have used to build success from the bottom up. And in every episode, you'll get something to reach for and something to grab onto, whether it's personal development, business, technology, or giving back. You'll be able to ignite the spark in your life to make that change and transformation. So 10 years down the road from now, You'll be able to look back and say, I don't even know that person that I was. I'm so glad I decided to rise. I'm so glad I decided to stand up and actually begin to start to ignite the spark to go all in. Hey, welcome back to All In with Rick Jordan. I am Rick Jordan and I'm super pumped today. And I think you should be too. You know, I want to ask you one thing. If you get one thing out of this, because I always give you one thing, but when you get one thing out of this episode today, share that with one friend, please, because whatever you get from this, somebody else is going to benefit from that too, enrich someone else's life. We're going to dive into this today because I have some crazy awesome stuff for you. I am putting on events and there's a really cool one coming up called the All in Growth Conference. And I want to talk to you about why I'm doing this. I talked about mentorship in a previous episode and how no matter where you are at in life, you always need to remain teachable. You always need to find someone else that has been to where you want to go, because the only leaders that can take you someplace is really where they've been themselves. And they can't take you beyond that. They have to have at least been there in order to help you progress to that point. And even before, I've said, you know, I've outgrown a lot of mentors in my life because they have stopped evolving themselves. I've caught up to them and then they have just said, you know what, this is all I want to do in life. And that's cool because they might be a little bit beyond where they want to just go after new things. And I I don't see myself ever being that way. I feel that I'm going to be 70, 80, 90 years old at some point and come up with 8,000 new ideas like I do right now every single day. I don't ever see myself at a lower energy level. I'm going to try to make sure and do everything I possibly can to stay this way. I have to. That's why I work out. That's why I'm into fitness. That's why I eat healthy, except I did just have this oatmeal thing before this episode here, this oatmeal cookie bar thing. And it was really, really good. And I was talking about Krispy Kremes earlier today too, because it, you know what? Everybody has to indulge somewhere, but that's just how it is, right? You with me on that squirrel coming back into it? The room you're in matters. That's what I'm talking about today is the room that you are in will make the difference in your life. When I was broke, You've heard this before. The very first thing that I did, I don't. well, this part you haven't heard before. The very first thing that I did is I went out and I searched for a conference to go to. I sought out someone to teach me. I sought out someone to learn from. I sought out someone who had already put something together in sort of this nice, neat little box that I could grab onto this and maybe do the same thing to get rolling. Because when you're broke and you have two newborn twins and you're wondering where money's going to come in from, you don't really have a lot of time. You don't have time to try to figure things out and try to ma- try to experiment a little bit here. You need cash flow coming in. And I know there's people listening to this now that understand this because they're, you're probably pressed up against a wall. You're probably thinking, how am I going to pay this bill next month? How am I going to keep my electricity on? How am I going to keep water flowing through my faucets? I've been there. I've had my electricity shut off. To where I was in a condo and I had to run extension cords when my kids were young to It was a condo. I was on the third floor and I had to run an extension cord down to the first floor, out the balcony, down all the way to the bottom, to the ground level. And I could plug in it on the outside and I was leeching off of the electricity on the building just to keep the formula safe for my kids. Or the pump breast milk that Jaina had grabbed from the night before because, I mean, two twins, it was hard to keep up with that. They eat a lot kids eat a lot. <laughs> we we did everything to make sure that they were fed and that they had food for themselves. This is just the reality of it. You know, I don't I don't care what you think as far as ethical. When you're pressed up against a wall, you do things that you're supposed to do in order to help your kids survive. And trust me, I have no regrets about that whatsoever. And I've been in that position to where it's my electricity has been shut off because I could not pay the bill. There was $3 in my checking accounts, who's been there? I hope you're raising your hand right now because I know you have. I know almost everybody has and I don't know a single self-made person that hasn't had hardship in their life, that hasn't had finances in their life. I remember when I started getting some money coming in, the first thing I did was seek out someone to learn from. And I went to this conference where I, I was looking for somebody to give me a clue on how to structure some sort of recurring revenue, some sort of service to where I could count on this revenue every single month on the first of the month and not have have to worry about feast or famine, as it is in a lot of sales and a lot of organizations with a lot of products, with a lot of services, to where you have these up and down trends to where you're either doing really, really good or you're having your electricity shut off. Either of those two. That to me never made sense and I had had plans to start a business, do something six years prior to when I actually did. It really took getting kicked in the pants, getting fired, well, I was laid off, the division was eliminated, but I'll just call it that. Getting fired to say, hey, you know what? This is the time. And what a time, because my kids were just more, my twins were just a week old when I got this notification, in, insane. I'm always thinking what can I have coming in and there's a lot to talk about this you know I call it recurring revenue some call it passive income to where you're not really doing much and it's still coming in yeah that exists but You still had to put the work in ahead of time to get to the point to where you had this passive income. You still had to do the work ahead of time. You had to put in the work to get to the point where you had this recurring revenue. I had to put in the work. I had to make the original sales, set up the structure, set up the operations, set up the the delivery model in order to where I knew that I had something to actually provide value that people would pay for. There's work that you have to put in ahead of time. There's these pipe dreams where you feel that oh. There's just all these amazing passive income things that are out there to where I can have these come in and I don't have to do much work. And wrong. You need to put in the work. Passive income does not equal laziness. Passive income does not equal just sitting on your ass and hoping for the money to come in. There's always work to put in ahead of time. There are times to reap the rewards of your labor, to reap what you've sown. That will come later, but ahead of time, it is a hustle. It is a grind. And the way that I learned to do this was by finding others to teach me what they've done. The first thing I did was put myself in a room, in a conference, in an event to where I could learn from some other people to hear what they have done. And of course, it was all these different opinions because everyone has different ideas on how to do this. You don't See all the same passive income strategies out there from every single person, right? There's probably some that accelerate further than anybody else. However, I went into this learning from all these different ways of doing things. There's probably three or four different ways at this one event to structure some of these things. And then the one that resonated with me was this thing called like five by five or something like that. It, but I remember it was like five things. And I've even done talks before, sales talks, on the, uh, and I've called them five by five. This is something that's stuck with me for over a decade now, this five by five thing. And I've structured sales talks on that because I, I have the five whys of sales. I also have the five real sales objections. Those have been podcast episodes that you can go back in the archives and listen to. And I encourage you to listen to them and download them because they will change the way you approach things. It's things that I've learned over the past 10 years that is now packaged up in a nice little box. And I do this because I do the podcast. I don't charge for this. I don't have any sponsors. Why? Because I want you to be able to learn from what I've done just as as I've gone intentionally out and learned. So congratulations that you're listening to this. I'm proud of you because you are learning right now. This is another example. Just even listening to this podcast right now, even listening to any of the other podcasts that are out there. Like I listened to MFCEO from Andy Frasella. I listened to Bradley's Dropping Bombs. I was a, a guest on that show. I listened to Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Radio. I learned things from all of these. So when I say putting yourself in a room, the room you're in matters, that room could literally be a room at your house to where you are doing nothing else, but listening to a podcast and enriching your life. You know, when I listen to podcasts, my wife asked me, she's like, I was talking about an episode that I heard. I don't even remember what show it was. I was like, when do you have time to listen to podcasts? You're all over the place. I don't ever hear him playing. And you know what? When I listen to him, first off, I work out. Everyone knows that, right? I do mostly lifting. But every now and then I'm like, shoot, you know what? I think I see a little pudge around my midsection. I think I need to do some cardio. And I'm going to tell you, cardio sucks. It does. I hate doing it, but it has a purpose here and there. You know, my heart rate, I make sure my heart rate gets up when I lift because of the way that I lift. And I even walk around and I'll bounce in between sets, which is cool during the rest time. That's great. But on occasion, I will get—I have a stationary bike and that's the only real cardio that I can find. You know, you may be a runner. That's awesome. Go for it. That's not me. Lifting works very well for me, but every once in a while I will get on a stationary bike because it's actually not bad I kind of even almost enjoy that a little bit But that might be stretching the truth a little bit because I would rather not do it. However When I listen to podcasts are either in the car when I'm driving around or when I'm on the stationary bike And the stationary bike, when I say every once in a while, it's really like two times a week is when I'm on that thing. So I'm listening to these things and I do high intensity intervals. I don't listen to music. I listen to music when I'm lifting, but I don't listen to music when I'm on the bike. I listen to podcasts and I enrich myself. So that room for me that matters is the room in my house, which is a bonus room that's over the garage where my stationary bike is that I go in there, I just pop in my AirPods and I start consuming. Now, there's a, a flip side to this too, because I know those, and we'll get back to the events in a bit here, but I know those that I've come across that I've met at events that all they do is go around from event to event to event to event to event to event to events, and they never implement. They just consume, 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 consume. You know what? There's a lot of information out there right now that is already there that is not at events. If you think that you just need to prep things and continue to learn and keep learning and learning and learning, yes, you need to keep learning and learning and learning, but you need to keep learning while you're also doing, doing, doing. They go together. The room you're in matters, but don't keep yourself in those rooms and, don't, and not actually go out and implement the things that you're consuming. You can't continue to just try to put all this information in. I was at Funnel Hacking Live this year with Russell Brunson, and I was supposed to go to traffic and conversion with Roland Frazier after that. and I was so jam-packed in my brain that I was like, you know what, this is a lot of information. I had my marketing manager with me there, Sarah, who's been a guest on this show too. I, was, I had to cancel that second leg of the trip. It was going to be two amazing events back to back, but there was so much that I learned from the first one. I'm like, I've got so much to do that's <laughs> just out of this one event that I should not go to this next event because I need to remove myself from this room and get back into a room to where I can implement. The room you're in matters. Whether that's consuming or whether that's doing, the room you're in matters. Let's talk about the network. I'm going to get back to this event where I talked about the five by five. As soon as I learned this one thing, I was like, that's it. And you know what? I have a habit of doing this too. Sometimes, you know, if I'm going to events with somebody, it actually pisses them off a little bit because I cut myself off about usually about halfway through the events. So I talk about the one thing on this show a lot. You know, there's always one thing you can grab from this show. I always give you one thing to help you out. But when I get that one thing or a couple of things from an event, it's like my brain shuts off. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Got to go back. Got to do this now. I love, I love Disney, I'm a member of the Disney Vacation Club, have been for a long, long time. And Walt Disney was the one that said at some point you have to stop planning and start doing. That I always reach this point about halfway through an event. Funnel Hacking Live was so freaking good that I stayed through the whole thing, but it was almost exhausting, the amount of information that I was able to learn. Out of that single event, out of those three days. You have to, when you even when you listen to a podcast, just this one episode right here, you know, you need to find one thing to do after this episode. Not just one thing to take from this episode, but one thing to do after this episode. And take it back and start doing that today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week on Monday. Oh, I'm gonna do this Monday. No, who cares about the days of the week? Who cares about the dates of the month? Why are you waiting? Remember, you don't want to be lazy. Why do you want to just sit on this stuff? Because at some point in time, you know, I get some of the best ideas even when I'm sleeping. And I'll wake up and I'll have this unless I wake up with weird songs in my head. You know. I was telling some friends that it was anyone hear The song Stacy's Mom, you know, that song. I have not listened to in over 10 years, and somehow I woke up with that in my head the other day. This is the weird stuff in the circus that's in my head, and I just wake up singing this song completely through. Couldn't have remembered the lyrics the day before, but somehow this was in my head. Nobody else in the house was, but somehow this is in my head. This is a little bit weird and because I'm a little bit weird, but that's okay. And this is another squirrel, too. Squirrel! Squirrel. (laughs) I always think about weird stuff in my sleep and I'll wake up with these ideas. I used to actually keep a notebook on the side of my bed so that I didn't forget these things. I used to write songs and I'd wake up with song lyrics in my head too and I'd write these on the notepad. Now it's super easy because you have phones and I don't know a person that doesn't sleep with the phone right beside their bed because that's where you charge it, that's where it is. What's the first thing when you do when you get up in the morning? You always pick that thing up, right? And you always take a look at it, see if anything came in overnight. A lot of people even look at social media right when they wake up and look at the phone and just dive. into that. I typically don't. I just look at the time and I'm like, all right, let's get this day on. Let's keep rolling with this here. Looking at the notifications just kind of slows me down a little bit in the morning. But even at night, when you get these ideas, when you get these one things out of events that you go to, take that one thing and start doing it immediately. As soon as you get this thing, yes, you can get so many different notes, but you know what? You're going to get more value out of cutting your brain off halfway through these events that you attend. And Start doing those things that you learned up until that point then thinking oh, this is so great I'm gonna to stay to the end and come up with another 80 pages of notes Why how can you possibly go through that stuff? I see meticulous note takers that are just amazing They're wonderful at keeping these whole things in I learned this from one of my mentors, too I carry around notebooks and I go through so many of these little journals Because I write one thing one idea really big on all these pages. This is one from one of my mentors, Clint Arthur. He goes to events and he just writes these big ideas on each page. I'm like, that's actually pretty fantastic because my brain is very abstract, very visionary. I have amazing integrators that work for me that are in my life, that are in my businesses that are able to take these things and put the wheels to them. However, if I get halfway through an event, I'm like, awesome. This is something that's going to carry me for the next six months. or This is the one piece that I was looking for to help bring this thing to fruition that now I have to go back and I have to do it. So if I'm going to keep learning and learning and learning, this is why I'm really bad at reading books, too, now that I think about it. Because I get through a chapter and it's like, man, there was a lot of good information just in that, especially nonfiction, business-related, life-related, relationship-related. Now I have to go start doing this. I wasn't always like this, but I always knew that I needed to learn. And I figured out real fast that if you just continuously try to consume and download and keep doing that... It's not going to make a bit of difference if you don't do it. The room you're in matters. Take yourself out of the learning room and put yourself into the doing room. As soon as you learn something, don't wait. You might have certain timing or it could be an idea in the future. That's cool. Put it on your schedule saying, you know what? I need to put these four things in place before I get to this one big idea that I just got out of this event. That's fine. Then start doing those four things. Don't think that this is too far in the future, but you already know your path at this point, you know your destination, and you have to start doing these things right now, otherwise you will lose traction, you will lose interest, and then you'll be in the same spot. Mentors. I talk a lot about mentors and how they've changed my life, and I've mentioned even a few just even in this show. I can't survive without mentors. And if you think that you can, you are fooling yourself. And that is the straight truth. You are just thinking that you're smart enough and that you can learn all this stuff by yourself. And you can just continuously research, 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 read articles, read books, watch videos online. That's not it. Although you can learn a lot from podcasts, as I've said, still, you need people in your life. You need tangible people. I'm parts of masterminds too, several different masterminds. Why? Because I get around people and I can learn from peers, I can learn from individuals that are further along in business than me, and even those that are further along. This is a lesson I learned this past year because I joined a really, really elite mastermind where pretty much everybody pays $25,000 to be in the room to listen to me, just like I pay $25,000 to be in the room to listen to them. A lot of these people are so beyond me in revenue. Even though I'm really successful, they are way beyond me. And I had this conundrum when I was invited thinking that, wow, what the heck do I have to offer? I know what everyone else can offer me. There's some place I want to go. But still, they find value for me. That's so important, too, in any relationship. You need to make sure that it's two-way. You will find mentors that will just pour and pour and pour and pour into you. At least I hope you do. The only way you're going to find those is when you start looking. But when you find that mentor, there has not been a single relationship that I've had with a mentor, with a coach, to where it's been only one way. It's always bi-directional. It's always to where I can give something back and you know what? That something back could even be just as simple as feedback or could even be just as simple as taking their advice and actually doing something with it. That's the greatest two-way street that you could possibly do from a mentor. doesn't mean that you won't have your own ways and you're going to agree with your mentors or your coaches 100%. That's impossible. You're different people. But most of it you can learn from them and then go implement. If you want to be a good student, that's the bi-directional part of this. You need to learn from your mentors and then give back to them by actually implementing and doing what they say, learning from that, falling on your face, looking at their mistakes. The only way you're going to find these mentors is if you put yourself in rooms where there are mentors. Don't just start doing Google searches. That's not the best way to do this because everybody is (laughs) I had someone tell me, you know, what what does it matter when it comes to sales? When you're sitting in front of somebody for the first time, you're really or when you look at them online or something like that, you're really only as good as what your marketing is. If someone has amazing marketing and they really suck as a human being, you're still going to buy from them because they have amazing marketing. There are individuals that have such good marketing Look at all these things from years ago, right? You saw they've. Where do you think QVC got started? QVC, they're still around. They have all these crap products that they sell. There's good ones that are in there, too, but they have all these crap products that they sell. Mike Rowe was amazing at this. I saw him speak one time, and that's where he got his start, was on QVC, the Dirty Jobs guy. The way he got that job is he was sitting across the the table, this is how his story went. He was sitting across the table from a dude who was interviewing him that handed him a number two pencil. Now, pencils are useful, right? But pencils are things that everybody needs, and it's not the most exciting thing. He hands him the pencil and says, You need to sell me this pencil. You have two minutes, go. And he starts talking about this pencil and saying about, you know, how the weight of this pencil is just fantastic, how it feels in your hand. Because when you write that Dear John letter to break up with your boyfriend, you don't want a number one pencil. You want a number two pencil. Because the weight of those lines really means that you're serious and you can really put emotion into that letter because of the weight of that lead that's in this, but he was going through this whole story and I can't even do it justice, but I hope I did it some justice there, but it was amazing. It was a freaking pencil. So imagine talking about that with... Anything that's sold on QVC, or you you know those as-seen-on-TV products? Have you ever been in the mall and walked in? There used to be these stores in the mall because this was a huge thing too, as-seen-on-TV. These stores had all the products ever that were these as-seen-on-TV things. Some of them were a little quirky and some of them were kind of fun, but most of them were just garbage. They were junk, but they sold millions of these things. Why? Because they have good marketing. How do you know that a mentor or a coach is a good coach outside of their marketing? You need to put yourself in the room with them. A lot of these guys and girls speak at events. I'm having a lot of them at my events. Now I've vetted them, I know who they are and I'm very grateful that a lot of them have agreed because they really believe in what I'm trying to do also. I've met a lot of these people and I've been on podcasts with them. They've been on on this show too on All In with Rick Jordan and they're very mission based. That's another thing to look for when you go to these events is make sure that they're mission based. You need to put yourself in these rooms. I'm trying to do events to where there are enough people in that room to give you all the structure that you possibly need. And you know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't be offended because I know where I'm at with these kinds of things. I'm trying to structure this event because I know where I get to with events to where I want to check out halfway through because I look at the agenda and I see, you know what, oh, that last day, that last day is horrible for event attendance, by the way. The third day, fourth day, whatever the last day is, everybody tends to duck out for many different reasons, but usually they, they, that last day is kind of a filler day. I'm trying to put some of the best things on the last day because I want you to stay for the whole thing. But at the same time, this is going to be given to you in bite-sized chunks over those couple of days because I don't want you to be overloaded, but I want you to go back with very actionable items. And I also want different speakers that you're going to hear from because you might be at one place in your life or one place in your business or one place in your career that's different than the person sitting right next to you. And something might resonate with that person a day and a half in where something that you need, the one thing you're going to pull out of this event is resonating with you, maybe just two hours in. It's so awesome. But the only way you're going to get these things is if you put yourself in the room. I was there. I had my back against the wall when I needed cash coming in. I needed to pay my electric bill, I needed to put a roof over my kid's head, keep it over their heads, I needed to buy them food. The first thing that I did was seek out an event to where I could, I could gain one idea one thing and implement that for myself in my field, in my area of expertise, that could accelerate me beyond where everybody else is. You know what's crazy? Because that one thing that I started doing 10 years ago, there are still those in the technology industry that are not doing this one thing to generate recurring revenue, and they're where I was 10 years ago. The industry has moved beyond that, and there's so many resources so many resources, no matter what industry that you're in, no matter what you're going after in life, no matter what career choice you've made, there are so many resources out there and so many events for every single industry. I'm trying to give it to you all in one with everything that I do, which is why I bring on multiple different kinds of guests in different industries on the show too, which is why I'm putting multiple kinds of guests and speakers and mentors and coaches in one room at the All In Growth Conference so that you can be there in the right room. I'm taking the guesswork out of this for you because I've been to event to event to event to event to events and some of them are horrible. They just are, which is how I came up with this one thing concept is because I attend so many events over the past years. How no matter how bad it was, I knew that I could always pull away one thing so that it wasn't a waste of my time, wasn't a waste of my money, wasn't a waste of me being away from my family, being away from my office and being productive. I needed to make this worthwhile for me. So I would always go into this saying, I'm pulling away at least one thing out of this event, even if it's the worst one that I've ever been in. Of course, you're going to learn and figure out which ones are good and which ones are bad as you keep going to these things. However, when you pull out that one thing, what do you have to do? You have to go back and you have to start doing that one thing immediately, right away. It loses the freshness. It loses the sizzle. It loses its sexiness. As soon as you start to wait, even just a day, start to put things in process that night. It's also why you know I was talking with Joel Bauer the other day. He's trained Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, all these huge speakers that sell from stage. And the reason they sell from stage is because of him. He's the the mentor behind the scenes, like the invisible coach that nobody sees. They see all these other big names. He's amazing, awesome guy. I think he's becoming a really good friend too. And when I was talking to him, he actually wants to have what he does at a lot of events that he speaks at is he will rent a suite the night of the very last day. Why does he do this? Quite simple, because he says, if you buy into this right now, into my training, your training starts tonight, right now. You have to keep rolling with this and you have to start right away. I appreciate him so much because of his mindset. I was blown away when he said that. Just so awesome, so awesome the room you're in matters. There's two different types of rooms though. One is with coaches and mentors. The other is with peers, which is really kind of a mastermind. And those can also kind of be one and the same, but I'm talking about the difference between events and masterminds. Events, though, are like that starting point to where you can find the group that you're going to be in, that you're going to learn from for the next year or the next two years or the next five years. As long as you continuously can pull out of that group, stay in it. Keep rolling with it. Don't stop. Even if you can't afford it right now, I'm telling you, you cannot afford not to. If you want to be... One of the reasons I... I'm doing the All in Growth Conference is because I look at myself 10 years ago and think, if I knew what I know now, 10 years ago, I would be a 100 times further than what I am right now. I had to go out and search for all this stuff. I had to go out and look, and I had to find the right rooms to be in. I want to take that guesswork out and put all the resources you might possibly need in one spot. Isn't that much easier? I think so. I hope by this point you're coming. Jeez. Wow. I'm so passionate about this because I I, I still go to these things. And I'm a part of several masterminds right now. I still go to events, I don't go to as many as I used to because I'm part of these masterminds and now I speak at a lot of these things too. However, if I didn't continue to go to events, if I wasn't continuously part of these masterminds, I would not be evolving either. I wouldn't be worth a damn as a coach, as a mentor, if I didn't continuously evolve myself. I wouldn't be able to put these rooms together with these amazing people if they just saw me stuck in place. These people that are way beyond me, like billionaires that are speaking at my events, like people that make 500 million a year in revenue. The reason they're speaking here is because they believe in this concept. If I was somebody that didn't continuously learn and didn't want to be teachable, And was stuck in place because I figure I've arrived, I've already done this stuff. This is a lot of coaches and mentors out there too. You have to be careful about this because they would have sold their company already. For the most part, this is what I see. They sell and then just because they sell, they don't know what to do anymore with life. And they figure, oh, well, you know what? I can coach. Yeah, they can, but they can only coach you to a certain point. I hit on that a little bit earlier. If I was stuck in place, I would not have these amazing people gather around me to make this thing really what it is. I have to continuously pressing forward. This is what I was saying when I'm 80, I'm going to still be doing this too. I spoke and shared the stage with John Maxwell, amazing author, amazing speaker, just last week at an event where we both spoke. And there's one thing, talking about the one thing, right, that stuck out in my mind from his talk. Is he said, as an author, you're only as good as your last book. You always have to continuously top yourself. Otherwise, you fade from existence. Once you go to these events, once you start to get into this arena, once you put yourself in the right rooms to learn what you need to learn to accelerate your life, accelerate your career, accelerate your business, multiply your income, grow your relationships... Increase your life with abundance once you put yourself in rooms like the all-in growth conference You will begin to see that once you implement these things you will start to become hungry for even more You will start to want to crave Everything else and what the next step is because you'll find out that these things start to become easier to implement It's just like building muscle when you're working out. It sucks. It's painful. It feels like an ice pick driving in your bicep when you're doing curls. That's how it should feel. But then you start to realize, oh, this weight's getting a lot easier as I keep going. Hey, you know what? It's time to level up. It's time to jump into another room and grab another one thing and implement that and do that. Then that one's going to become easier. Then you're going to go back and be, oh, I'm ready for the next thing. This has gotten too easy and I start seeing myself starting to maybe spin in place a little bit. It's time to learn something else. This needs to be a continuous cycle. And the really, really cool thing is is as you continue to instill in yourself this idea of being in the right room and the room that you're in matters. If you have a team or if you have a family, I'm sure you have relationships, everyone has friends. You're going to start to be the leaders of those groups and everyone else is going to see you accelerate and want to get in on some of that too. You're going to be able to help others grow along with you, whether that's team, employees, friends, family, whatever it is, whatever your circle of influence is, they're going to jump on board with you and now you can have more fun with everybody else that's around you because you're continuously learning. Who wants to stay in the same place? Who really wants that? Who doesn't want to be better? If you don't and you're listening to this right now, you know, there's probably something a little out of whack in your life right now. I'm not saying with your head, something out of whack with your life. Why don't you desire more? Why don't you desire to improve? Why don't you desire to positively impact more people? We're on this earth to serve. When you serve first, the money will always follow, the good will always follow, the fun will always follow when you serve first. In order to get to that point, you need to put yourself in the right room. The room you are in matters. I'm going to give you your one thing for today. Take everything that you've listened to right here and start going on Google tonight and find yourself an event. There's the All In Growth Conference that's coming up. That's awesome. Come to that, please, because you're not going to regret this at all. I'm putting the right people in the right room for you all in one spot. If you can't make it to that, which I hope that you do try because move heaven and earth to get there. There's a lot of other events out there too, that are pretty great. Funnel Hacking Live is one that I talked about because that's very mission based. Amazing. Amazing. That's not till next year, though. You really want to wait until next year. There's other ones around. Maybe they're industry specific for you. That's cool do something. There's your one thing. Put yourself in a room. That's your one thing to pull out of this is go find that room to be in right now. That's what I got for you today. Take it away. Have a great life. Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message. Mm, Yep, that's right. I got nothing over here. I got everything over here. (laughs) Okay, then. It's still recording, so you got everything.